I am Gian Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church from Odessa. I say hello to you in this beautiful Sunday morning of December 26, 2021, our worship service 270. Merry Christmas, everybody. I would like to invite you to go to the website thechurch.us and download the bulletin of this teaching. The other option you can have is simply if you're watching through a big TV in your home, grab your phone, open the camera, and point towards the QR code that you see on the screen, and the phone will take you to the URL where the bulletin is allocated, and then you will be able to download it. We want to say thank you so much for your support. Every and each one of you guys are so wonderful and generous with the good Lord and with the church. And I appreciate that very much. If you would like to help us to promote messages like this, go to the website, thechurch.us forward slash give or text 432-268-0007. That will be the way to go. This broadcast, broadcast comes to you, faithful contributor to Victory Church. Thank you, Tracy, for the songs. They were beautiful. And thank you, Sebastian, for your work with this broadcast. Emmanuel is the topic of this beautiful morning here from Odessa, Texas. I am so delighted in this gorgeous morning of Sunday, December 26th. Merry Christmas. I hope you had a great time with your family. I am so excited to share with you God's word. And where is the scripture of this morning coming from? Oh, who could be the other prophet that can tell about this? Isaiah, chapter number 7, verse 14. And I would like to invite you to read with me. From the easy to read version, the scripture is right here on the screen. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us through this reflection. The Lord will show you this sign. The young man is pregnant and will give birth to a son. She will name him Emmanuel. Which is the young woman that was pregnant? Mary. Pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. We all have heard the story. We all know about the dilemma that Joseph went through, but he, in a very obedient way, trusting in God, heard the voice of the angel, and he accepted this wonderful blessing, although it was controversial for him, but he had peace, knowing that the good Lord was in full control. Jesus the Son of God. Emmanuel is the name that the prophet is mentioning here. So you, you probably are wondering, right? Emmanuel? And what is the meaning of that word, Emmanuel? I am curious. Well, the word Emmanuel means God is with us. And are you aware that God is with you, my friend? Are you? Sometimes when we go through different tribulations, because problems come to us all the time and they will never stop because it's part of life. When we go through tribulations in life, we wonder, is God with me? 
Why do I feel that I am alone in this? Perhaps, my friend, you feel that way. Perhaps you feel that, especially going through the whole process of Christmas, and you were by yourself, no family, no friends, nobody around you. You didn't even have a Christmas tree in your little place or in your big place. You actually felt tired of all this thing. It's like, again, another year with the same thing. And you actually felt even uncomfortable when you were going grocery shopping and you see all these people doing the whole Christmas thing. And the reason why so many people feel that way is because they feel empty. Is that your case? Perhaps you feel abandoned even abandoned by God. But I want you to know that this prophecy, Emmanuel, it's truth, is accurate, and applies today to you. God is with you. The Lord God is everywhere. It is interesting when you think about what many religions in the world say, and even people that do not believe in a religion per se, they even say that God is everywhere. They call them energy. <laughs> Some people say this source of power, the high power, some people call them, is everywhere. And the truth is, the Lord God is with us, is with you all the time. Whether you spent your Christmas Eve and your Christmas Day by yourself and you ate the same food that you always eat and there were no presents or celebrations around. Even you were by yourself and nobody came to say hello to you. You didn't receive any Christmas cards. There were no outstanding parties to go. And you felt alone. The Lord God has been with you, my friend. Is true. Emmanuel, God is with us. The Lord is, is with you, of course. But uh, for us believers, the truth of uh, the Lord Jesus being born in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, and when one day, through the preaching of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit came to us and revealed to us that Jesus is our Savior, our Redeemer, the Messiah. We surrendered to him. We confessed our sins. Do you remember? Do you remember being humble in the presence of God and saying, I'm sorry, God, I want to get it right. And then after that, the Lord Jesus became the center of your life. Because Jesus must be the center of our lives. Jesus is the center of, of our lives from the moment that we wake up to the moment when we go back to sleep. Jesus is the center of our lives in our personal lives and also in our working life. Jesus is the center of our personal lives, but also Jesus is the center of our, our family life. And even when you think about 
what's going on in the world, you will see that main events like Christmas and Easter, always all about Jesus, because the Lord Jesus must be the center of our lives. Now, sometimes we make the mistake of putting ourselves in the center of our lives. And that's not a good idea. Do you agree? No, it's not a good idea. We should focus on him. Do you focus on the Lord? Is really the Lord Jesus the center of our life, my friend? I hope he is. But what else we know about Jesus? Well, he became our savior and he became the center of our lives and our attention. But mainly, he must become your king, your Lord, your God, your master, the one that you are accountable to, Jesus, our king. That's why we are alive, so we can worship him, so we can sing the songs to him and tell him, Jesus, I give you all the glory and all the adoration. I live for you. You saved me one day, Lord, and you became the center of my existence. But now, not just that everything in my life is about you, I just love the idea that I can worship you and sing to you and dedicate my life to please you. When you do that, certainly Jesus has become your king. But the, the interesting thing about it is that the Lord Jesus wants to be king not just of you, my friend. He wants to be the king of mama and daddy and the kids. Grandpa, grandma, uncle, auntie, everybody. The Lord Jesus wants to rule everywhere. Many people ignore that the Lord Jesus actually rules over the whole universe. Many people don't know that. They are totally unaware of the power and his authority. How he is expanding the universe. How he is building, as the scripture declares, houses for us believers where we are going to dwell one day. He reigns. He is the king, and I know it's the king in your heart, but he wants to be the king in everybody else's heart, especially in your home. Especially in your home, when not just mom and dad, but children worship Jesus. And not just the, the old people, but the young ones, teenagers, millennials, and also, old ones. Why not? In fact, the Lord Jesus wants to be king of everybody because he has a plan. You know that? Absolutely. And uh, let me tell you something very interesting. The life of our Lord Jesus was a total example. Do you know that he never made a mistake? The Lord Jesus never made a mistake. He never said anything wrong. He never thought of anything wrong. He never did anything wrong. 
because he is God. All the records that we find in the scripture show us the quality of life, the quality of words and actions that he always carry, expressed, and acted. An example, a total example uh, in his life with his behavior, the way that he treated people. His life is an example. Are you following that example? Are you following the example of Jesus by being kind, by being truthful, by being devoted to God? And you know what? Probably one of the most important things that we need to see in in the life of the Lord Jesus is his focus on eternity. And, And I will never get tired of encouraging you to think about this idea. He gave us a life. You are alive. I am alive. We operate in this world. We have life. He gave us this life. But the purpose, the main purpose, is that we can find him, get to know him, and learn his ways, learn the way that he thinks and operates, because his main objective is eternity. Sadly, we see many, many believers that there is only one thing that they are thinking of. What is that? Having fun having a good life. And sadly, you see leaders that are encouraging people to live a Christian life devoted to make money. Many leaders are even talking about a prosperity, like a priority. Friends, of course the Lord wants you to be prosperous. The Lord will provide for you everything. But that is not the priority that he had. The Lord Jesus, he never had that priority in his life. His priority was eternity. How important is for you your eternity? Do you really appreciate that you have eternal life in Jesus? Are you enjoying the idea that one day you will go to heaven? Some of my friends... Sometimes they say to me, you know what, I like the idea of going to heaven, but I I don't think that I want to do that right now. And I said, well, I don't think that the Lord wants us to go to heaven right now. But that's not what I am asking. What I am asking is, if you are envisioning that moment when you will go to heaven, if you are aware that this 70, 80, 90, 100 years of life on this, on this world, they're going to cease to exist at some point. That is what I want you to think about. Because it's going to happen. And then what? The first thing that we find in the life of Jesus is his main focus on eternity to save us. And that is why we need to devote ourselves to the same cause, the importance of thinking of eternity. And what about the teachings that he gave us about family? He was a family person. 
he did his ministry, he did his calling, he fulfilled his calling and, and accomplished what he needed to do. But he was so interested in us understanding the importance of family. Because like many people say, it's in your home, in your family, where you can find heaven or hell. You know, unfortunately, for many believers, their home is the place that they don't want to go ever. Many believers, sadly, they don't want to be in their home because it's hell. Constant battles and constant fights. Is that your case, my friend? I want you to know something. If you are not experiencing your own home, in your own family, little bites, little portions, little moments of heavenly life, you just need to start to think about what is wrong in that picture. Because the desire of God is that you will have in your home a piece of heaven. We all have struggles with the work, with different challenges that we have in life. But where he reigns in our hearts and in our homes should reflect a peaceful and joyful life in our homes. And of course, the Lord Jesus taught us about this world. And that is why I want to encourage you, my friend, listening and watching to remember the words the Lord Jesus gave us. It's a powerful passage in the scripture. The Lord says, anyone who wants to be friend with this evil world, ha, what? Do you read that? Becomes God's enemy. Becomes God's enemy. And here we see so many believers that all that they want is to have fun. It's like there is no other thing in life but to have fun. And they even question. And what is wrong with doing this? What is wrong with practicing these sports? And what is wrong with going to these places? And what is wrong with having a little this and having a little that? Well, if you are so close to the evil things in the world, because it's not about the activity itself. It's what's around the activity. And that is why you have to be careful how you devote your life and yourself. What is what you are longing for and what's in your mind? What's in your heart? Be careful with this evil world. You don't want to become God's enemy. I know you don't want that. No, my friend, it's not your desire. The other thing that we need to be consistent, it's knowing that the next generation needs to hear about the Lord Jesus. How important is that for you, talk to the kids in your family about Jesus. This is the perfect opportunity, my friend, this Christmas time. Have you told the story of Jesus to the kids in the house? Do they know about Mary and Joseph and the dreams? Do they know about going to Bethlehem? 
Do they know about going to Egypt and how the Lord spoke to Joseph? Do you know the story of Jesus? Well, probably there's where you need to start. But learning that story, mastering the story, and thinking of the next generation. Sometimes there are no kids around us. Sometimes we don't have the opportunity to share the the story of our Lord Jesus directly to our kids. But there are ways to share that story through books and movies and songs and different kind of toys and materials that are available today. We need to make sure that the little ones are listening to the story of Jesus. They need to know. You know, Tracy was singing earlier this song, People need to know. But how they will know if we don't want to share the story of Jesus with them? You see? That is why in every opportunity that we have, we need to introduce Jesus to anybody. Many people are longing for hope in these days. We need to give them hope in their lives. You see people everywhere, co-workers, customers, people in the store or in the marketplace acting like they are okay perhaps or shopping or having fun, but you, you really don't know what's going on in those lives. If you only knew, even in your own neighborhood, you don't know what's going on in every house, every apartment, every single place around you where, where you live. You don't know the stories. And many of them, they haven't heard that there is hope in the name of Jesus. It's your responsibility to share that with them. Give them hope. Because the Lord Jesus came to give his life. He was born with one purpose. To die for everybody else. We celebrate today his birth. But it is incomplete. If we don't mention that he died for the redemption of his people. So people need to know. We need to continue talking about it. And of course, every Sunday must be about Jesus. Yes, my friend. I want to take the opportunity to invite you to our next worship service, 271, on January 2nd, here in Victory Church, in the year 2022. (laughs) Worship service 271, January 2nd, year 2022. The topic will be expect. How to attract blessings to your life. I'm going to be sharing with you this powerful message because I want to share with you secrets that will make your life really abundant and happy and joyful. Because when you expect and you learn how to expect and what are the prerequisites, what are the conditions that you need to meet in order to expect blessings that will be attracted to your life and will come to your life. Don't miss that next Sunday. Expect.
great message that I will share with you next Sunday. But again, what is what we do every Sunday, my friend? What is what you should be doing every Sunday? I'll tell you what is what you should be doing every Sunday. You should be worshiping God one day per week. The Lord gives you the whole week. And he is not asking you to devote the whole day of Sunday. Because at this point, we understand that the grace of God is enough. That we don't need to fulfill rules. But he is expecting that you will devote at least a few hours on Sunday. To sing to him. To pray to him. To be together with other believers. And all together in one spirit. Worship his holy name. That should be your Sunday tradition if you like. Every Sunday. All about Jesus. What could be more important, my friend? If you are married, you are thinking, well, my family is important. I want to entertain my family, provide for my family, let them rest and have a good day. And I will do this and take them here and there. Is all of them more important? Do you think all of them are more important than Jesus? Than God himself? When he's asking you just a few hours to worship him. Or do you think your sleeping time is more precious? Is it because you work so hard? Do you really believe that your comfort is more important than surrendering to the Lord God Almighty for a few hours on Sunday morning to worship him? Or are you going to tell me that is your health, your priority? Honestly, well, come with your mask. Worship God with a mask, if that is the case. But I know everyone is going to places and restaurants and stores and, and you're hanging out with friends and you do things. Really, that fear is more important, is bigger in your mind than the need to worship God? Every Sunday, all believers should be singing together to Him, praising His holy name, presenting the prayers to God. And, you know, we make this a good habit. You have no idea the impact that this will make in your, long, in your life in the long term. And vice versa. Those who stop coming to worship God for whatever reasons, they get colder and colder and distant and more distant every time because they just change the priorities for Sunday morning. Worshiping God became something Unimportant. I worship God in my home. No, you don't. 
Worship God, my friend. He is the reason for our existence. Give him back. Be part of the church. Every Sunday must be about Jesus. And even farther, every day and every moment should be about Jesus. Every night, about Jesus. Every weekend, about Jesus. Every moment of your day, whether it's working or shopping, whether it's resting or taking care of his business and your business in your home, all about Jesus. Do you realize that when you give to the Lord Jesus his place in your heart, in your schedule, in your budget, in your agenda, in your life, when you give him his place, you are protecting yourself from disaster? Have you ever thought about that? Because you can see the disasters in many people. You know what they say? It's karma. Really? You know what the scripture says? It's called harvest. You plant and you're going to reap. But when you don't want to give to Jesus the priority, to God the priority that they deserve, the Lord God deserves that place in your life. Then things happen. And then you are wondering, but why is this happening to me? Wrong priorities, my friend. That's why today I'm, I'm encouraging you to put your priorities in order. The Lord comes first every day in your home and in your work. And every week by worshiping God on Sunday, you will make every Sunday about Jesus, every night about Jesus, every day, every month, every year about Jesus. That's true. You know that uh, many people wonder about, are we all a child of God? Are we all or are we just creation? You know, the scripture tells us something very powerful here. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, Jesus came to the world that was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But some people did accept him. They believed in him, and he gave them the right to become children of God. Just by believing in Jesus. So that's why I'm asking you today. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? On this Christmas service, on Sunday after Christmas, do you feel in your heart that really Jesus is your Savior? That your life really is meaningful now? Because you have a purpose to live, to worship Him, and you're going to make everything about Jesus. Because if you haven't, I encourage you today to give your life to the good Lord. 
And I would like to pray for you so you can receive that blessing in your heart. My dear friend, open your heart to God. Open your heart. Stop rejecting Jesus. Stop rejecting Jesus. Don't make that mistake. You know, the Holy Spirit is touching your heart. The scripture says that he is knocking at the door of your house, of your heart. And if you open that door and you let him in, the Holy Spirit coming inside of you, he is going to change and transform your life in ways that you cannot even imagine how joyful life you cannot live. So I invite you today to open your heart and say, say these words with me. Very simply, say, I am sorry, God. Please forgive me. I want to change. I just don't know how. But your spirit is touching my heart. I surrender to you. Come inside of me. Dwell inside of me. I confess today my sins. I have done wrong. I am so sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you for your love and your mercy. I'm going to serve you now, Lord. Thank you for your son, Jesus. My Savior. My Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for saying that prayer, my friend. And I would love if you can send me an email, info at vchurch.us. Let us know if you are watching through social media, give us a like, a comment, whatever the platform is. We would love to hear from you. It's a pleasure. And I want to close today by giving you a particular blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord smile down on you and show you his kindness. May the Lord answer your prayers and give you peace. From Odessa, Texas, in the name of my good Lord God Almighty, in the name of my own family, my wife, my team, the leaders in my church, Victory Church, we all say hello and thank you again for watching and connecting. And we wish you a beautiful rest of your day. This was the message, Emmanuel, our worship service 270 here from Victor to Church, December 26, 2021. Well, I hope that I will see you soon. Or if not, maybe next year. <laughs> Have a good day.